When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, Thriller Thursdays on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. This program is a duet collaboration with Purple Radio. Content warnings may be found in the episode description below. Duets presents The Three Musketeers Episode 8 With Love, C. Boitracy This episode is dedicated to Sam Figueredo So hungry and cold. Aramis, throw another log in the fire, please. If you did not sit like that in your chair, you'd be able to see that we've run out of firewood. Ugh. Sorry, Athos. I'll buy more. <sighs> Save your money for a meal. I caught Planchet gnawing at a chicken bone this morning. I asked where he'd gotten it, and he said he'd saved it from last time. The last time we had chicken was three days ago at the house of your friends, Porthos. Actually, that was four days ago, D'Artagnan. And they aren't inviting us back. Monsieur Salvador was giving us nasty looks as we left. Athos, do you know anyone else who'd be willing to invite us to dinner? My dear Porthos, in Parisian high society, you are acquainted with more people than I. Have you asked your duchess? My duchess? No, I have not. Her husband may be old, but he is as strict as ever. I could not ask her to risk his fury just on account of us being a little hungry. We are more than a little hungry, Porthos. Then how about you get us an invitation? It isn't as if you were lacking in intimate friends. My pardons, Aramis. I didn't mean to snap. No, no. Perfectly valid, D'Artagnan. I've been thinking the same thing for a few days now. Why is it, Aramis, that Athos has gotten us four meals, I've gotten us six, and even D'Artagnan, who only arrived two months ago, has procured us an invitation, but you've gotten us none? I sold half my books by Bonaventure to pay for four meals last week. But how is it that you, who are always running around to nighttime rendezvous and spend all your days rushing around for one of your five dozen friends, cannot manage to get us all a simple invite to someone's house, even once? 
I would be interested to know as well. It is simple. Including our lackeys, we are a party of eight. Each of us eats as many as three, except Porthos, who eats as much as four. Hey! It is not a criticism, but many of my dearest friends simply cannot seat us all, let alone feed us all. To insist would be to impose. Pah! Not enough capacity. I don't believe a word of it. Why do you sneak off every night, if not to meet with high ladies in their grand hotels? Yes, Aramis. And if not to see them, then who? I am sure I have no idea what either of you are talking about. But Aramis, you must be in good favour. It seems to me that you are tolerably familiar with coats of arms. A certain embroidered handkerchief, for instance, to which I owe the honour of your acquaintance. My dear friend, do not forget that I wish to belong to the church, and that I avoid all mundane opportunities. The handkerchief you saw had not been given to me, but it had been forgotten and left at my house by one of my friends. I was obliged to pick it up in order not to compromise him and the lady he loves. As for myself, I make like Athos, and neither have nor desire to have a mistress. Monsieur Aramis, a messenger has just arrived from there. Ah, but I see you are currently occupied. I must leave you a moment, friends. The letter may be urgent. The letter may be urgent. I must discover its contents. Allow me, Athos. I can snatch it without qualms, for I do not care what Aramis thinks of me. <laughs> you wish you do not. Watch me, Porthos. Bazin, you do not know which one of them... Ah, D'Artagnan! Interrupting a private moment! Indiscreet as always. Why, you! Return the letter immediately! Without delay, without delay, but first... <clears throat> My dearest, most revered Aramis, I am positively desperate to see you again. It would raise my spirits if you were to deign to dine at our country residence later in the week. I am starved of good company, so please do invite your friends of which you keep telling me about. All good things, I hope, Aramis. Hmm. I pray that between your military and holy duties you are able to scrape together enough time to come pay your good friend a visit. Always and ever yours, C.B. A cordial letter from a good friend. I'll have it back now. Of course, of course. But C.B. C.B. Why do those initials seem so familiar? Ah! I seem to remember them stitched into a rather nice handkerchief that we found on the road. Now, what name could C.B. stand for? Hmm. Camille Bois-Tracy, perhaps? Hold your tongue in check, or I might be forced to cut it out and feed it to Plancher. I am sure you understand that I cannot allow the reputation of even an acquaintance to be sullied by your insinuations, dear D'Artagnan. Insinuations? Me? Aramis, you should know that I, of all people, could never be so subtle 
so discreet as to merely insinuate. Your demands? Do what your friend asks. Invite us to dinner. Uh, that wasn't me. I know. I shall take your suggestion into consideration. can't believe you managed to get us an invite to the Bois Tracy's. What sort of groveling did you have to do for this one, Aramis? There was not much of a choice. Well, I'm very excited to be back in the countryside, even if it is less than a day's ride from Paris. It may sound silly, but the air simply smells more honest in the country. Deceit is found everywhere, D'Artagnan. Not only in the city. I'm sure the smell of honesty in Paris is just masked by all the horse shit. But Monsieur and Madame Boitracy are honest and gentle, I'm sure. Right, Aramis? Charles and Camille split their time between the city and the country. Both have a habit of cutting into tender subjects, but they are kind people and they make good friends. I merely warn you so that when they take a bite of you, you do not scream and ruin your first impressions. Noted. Pardieu! Is that the manor over there? Why, it's enormous! And the Bois Tracy's have a hotel in Paris as well. Any country house is enormous to Gasconize. Oh, do not antagonize him, Aramis. Here she comes. No sudden movements. You must be on your best behavior. Lovely musketeer, Monsieur Aramis, how good it is to see you again. Madame Dubois, Tracy, my pleasure as always. Oh, it feels like an eternity. I cannot wait to have another one of our chats before dinner. In private? Perhaps while Charles is busy showing the others through the gardens? With the utmost pleasure. <coughs> Oh, and these must be your dear friends. Let me guess, the one with muscles like cannonballs and the vibrant clothing is Porthos. Enchanté. Then this tall one with the brooding distant look must be Athos. At your service, madame. And that would make you D'Artagnan. An honour to make your acquaintance. Oh, he's as adorable as you said, Aramis. I just want to squish his baby face. Aramis? Camille. It's okay, D'Artagnan. Not all of us can grow moustaches. 
It's nothing to be ashamed of. Porthos! D'Artagnan, your manners. Athos! D'Artagnan, your manners. <laughs> Aramis, you should have brought them around sooner. This evening will be such fun. I just know it. Shall we go inside? Charles has just returned from fencing. Oh, my dear Aramis, it has been forever. Pardon the stench, but I've worked up quite a sweat. Nothing that you're not unfamiliar with, though, eh, Aramis? We really must catch up after dinner in private. Perhaps while Camille is busy giving the others a tour of the house. Nothing would please me more. <coughs> Monsieur Porthos, are you unwell? No, n- no, madame, I am- Nothing a bit of air I cannot fix. Charles? Unfortunately, darling, I must put on some proper attire. But the good gentlemen are free to wander about the gardens as they please. I'm sure they can navigate a few bushes. An excellent suggestion. If you follow me... Friends, why don't you take that path and Madame Dubois, Tracy and I shall go this way. We can meet at the fountain. Very well. Porthos, D'Artagnan. It's been ten minutes. Madame de Bois-Tracy would not lose herself in her own gardens. <sighs> I've done the entire course. There's no sign of them anywhere. <sighs> Are we sure this is the right fountain? Perhaps they return to the house. <coughs> Perhaps Aramis and uh, Madame are... <laughs> Mon Dieu! You're right! What else would detain them for longer than ten minutes? No sign of them in the dining room either. We haven't checked upstairs. <laughs> Yet. Shh, shh. I hear something. Athos, step more quietly. And you're sure Charles won't find us? Charles must be dressing. We will not be missed, and we have this entire wing all to ourselves. All to ourselves? What's that supposed to- Shh, shh, quiet, or they'll hear us. I'm quiet, I'm quiet. Mm. Why, dear Aramis, you certainly know how to excite a girl. You may want to remove some clothing. I'm certain we will both be quite hot when this is over. (sighs) I do what I must. I must say, all of this will be for nothing if your fingering has not improved since last time. I don't believe it. (laughs) I do. Ah, but last time, did you not say that my hands were perfectly suited for the task? Oh, even among masters there is always room for improvement. Uh, How about we leave? How about you shut up and listen harder? Shall we do it on three? You don't need a little more time for us to get ready? 
Oh, I've been itching to do this all day. Very well, then. On three. One, two, three. <laughs> it's not enough. Keep going. Oh, I am. It, it, it's coming. It's coming. <sighs> Harder, Aramis. Harder. Is this the right spot? Camille, I don't think I can hold on any longer. Aramis! Orthos, what are you doing? Just a peek, Athos. They'll hear. Oh, Aramis, it fits perfectly. Oh, good. I don't think I could have gone any further. Oh, ye of little stamina. Look at all the mess we've made. Shall we? Now. Shh. No. Athos, help me. He's too big. Orthos. Gentlemen! You might have come barging a little sooner, don't you think? What? Madame, your shawl. Thank you, dear Aramis. As I was saying, gentlemen, what is the meaning of this? Had we known you were merely a few moments away, we would have waited for you. Poor Aramis had to lift that entire side of the harpsichord all by himself. You... You were moving the harpsichord? What else would we have been doing, Porthos? Monsieur d'Artagnan, please give me a hand. I backed up into this table and quite knocked it over. Thank you. Oh, we had to bring the harpsichord all the way from that corner over there. There is more light here by the window. Reading the notes in the dark would have strained dear Aramis' eyes, you see. Oh, but now that it's all sorted... Why don't you give it keys to tickle and play something for us? Oh, but you know how self-conscious I am when playing, madame. Oh, Aramis. Aramis, you must oblige madame de Bois-Tracy. I doubt she helped you move the thing all this way for you not to play it. Oh, do, Aramis. Or else what was it for? I suppose I could play a few measures before dinner is served. I have to warm up first, naturally. For heaven's sake, will we ever catch him with his pants down? Porthos, what if he's telling the truth? What if he never let his pants down? Uh, perhaps I... Uh, I mean, perhaps we have been suspecting him of something he is innocent of. Don't be ridiculous! Porthos. Athos. Porthos. D'Artagnan. Aramis. I fancy I just heard the dinner bell. Shall we? Your husband awaits us, no doubt. So, I'd spent half the year thinking he was still in Porto, and then I see him across the room at a ball and I think to myself, my, that's my old friend Aramis. Ah, I am sure you are quite boring these gentlemen with tales of my past. But Aramis, I haven't even touched on our history from beyond two years ago. Oh, please, do touch. We're riveted. Would someone refill everyone's wine glasses? 
A Spanish vintage. You approve? Spain is a searing headache, but Spanish wine. Now that's the antidote. Now, if only I drank. <laughs> the antidote to what poison? To be a musketeer is to keep Spain away from the French crown. But our queen is a Spanish princess. I would lay down my life for her in a heartbeat. But I would die before kneeling for a Spaniard. I could spend all day thinking in circles. If I cannot treat all Spaniards the same, treat them like Spaniards, then do the Spanish really exist? I think I've had a bit too much too much too much a bit wine much too i've had a bit too much wine <laughs> from your tone monsieur porthos i sense that that is not all that troubles you indeed there is an old family affair also come now you can't just dangle that little tidbit in front of us and say nothing more i'm not a fish but never have i felt so baited monsieur my private affairs are not some more wine i think <laughs> More wine, more wine. Not for me. <laughs> My head is already empty. Tonight I shall keep pace with Athos. Aramis, would you like to... You know, Athos, you don't talk much. <laughs> How about... I'll pour for you. My hands are steady. What if... Eventually... <laughs> what if... Aramis, sir, a moment, please. Of course. Camille, it's uh, getting late. Why don't you show the others around the house before we all pass out from drink? Whatever my dear husband wishes. Monsieur, if you follow me. D'Artagnan, we're going to sneak off again. Aramis is definitely up to something this time. We haven't even finished digesting and you want to get us into trouble again. Yes? I'm going to investigate, either way. Porthos, do not blow this for us. I felt full today for the first time in a month, and I'm not risking getting a disinvitation. Hmm. And down this corridor, we have all the family portraits. Just make up an excuse. I'm going to go follow them. Porthos! Oh, and here. Ah, my dear cousin, Marie de Rohan, before she was sent away. Ah. You are well acquainted with the Duchess de Chevreuse, then? I... I would not say so. Perhaps I send her a letter now and then. She assures me she is very lonely. Pardon, but where is Monsieur Porthos going? Huh? Oh, um, he wanted to, uh, go take a look down at the, uh, to, to, um, the privy. Ah. Hmm. Well... No sense in waiting for him. Shall we carry on? Here on the right, we have the library. Where did they go? Hmm. I see through your tricks, Aramis even if the others are foolish enough to believe you're a saint. Ugh. I knew it. Now where... 
I haven't had the chance to do this since last time I saw you, remember? How could I forget? You woke everyone up, including Madame Camille. Oh, God, don't remind me. She almost caught us at it, too. Have you some oil? When it comes to affairs like this, a man is only as good as the state of his equipment. Uh, uh, right, right, sir. Here, pass. Slow down. No need to polish it excessively. Touch it, sir. Does this feel right? Oh, can we start now? Uh, you, you know, if we're to do this together, you'll need to get yours out too. Hmm. Yours is longer, but can it do this? Most impressive, Monsieur. But do you know how to use it? By the Lord! I've got him! Athos and D'Artagnan need to know about this. Which way... Porthos? Oh, we've been looking everywhere for you. Shh! Aramis and Bois-Tracy are... there. Wait. Where's Madame de Bois-Tracy? Uh, she said she would just be a minute in following us. Why? Oh, God! Oh, mierda! Aramis is in trouble! Oh? Listen! Oh, Aramis, this is just... Ugh. It's all over my hands. Mine as well. Now, do you remember what we do next? <laughs> yes, uh, yes. I just ram it into the butt. Ugh, simple. Not the correct terminology, but yes, simple. <clears throat> you want it to be as hard as possible so that you discharge. With a bang, yes. I remember that part from last time. No. Yes. Athos, what do we do? Athos? Athos! Uh, I... We have to warn them. But then they'd know that we know. Think! We're running out of time! Aramis? Yes? It's stuck. What do you mean it's stuck? I mean, I... Put it in, but it's not coming out. Aramis, help me. I'm trying. <clears throat> Quiet, Athos. Ah, what do we do? What do we do? Oh, friends, we are too late. She's coming. Ah, gentlemen, we found each other. Shall we continue the tour? An excellent suggestion. If you'll just let me through, I can open this door and it will be just through here. Oh, um, I thought that hallway down there seemed interesting. Nonsense, monsieur. That corridor leads back to the entrance hall. Now, if you'd excuse me, monsieur Porthos, I'd like to get through. Maybe we should not continue with the tour. I think all of that wine has upset my stomach. But you didn't drink. And besides, we're nearly finished. But why are you speaking in such hushed tones? No reason. Is someone behind that door? No, none at all. We were just here... Loitering. There's no one behind the door. Aramis! Charles? Mad. Gentlemen, let me through immediately. 
Oh my God, Charles! My God! With Aramis! With Aramis! Oh my God! What have I done to deserve this? Madame, I can explain. How could you do this to me? How could you do this to my sweet, sweet husband? I, I... Gentlemen, leave us. This is a private matter. Aramis will never forgive us. Oh, I've ruined everything. As a man of the church, he is obliged to forgive you. As a man of the church, he was supposed to say celibate. Darling, this is just a little misunderstanding. Misunderstanding? Misunderstanding? How could you do this to me again? How could you do this to yourself? Aramis, how could you let him fondle your pistol thus, knowing what happened to Charles' father? Father? Dearest! I couldn't bear it if you took a ball to the heart. A sword is different, but a musket can kill by accident from a hundred paces away. A musket? Hold on a minute. I blame you, Aramis. Why would you allow him these weapons? How could you? How dare you? Madame, your husband wishes to learn how to fire a musket. Whether or not Madame likes it or not, this armoury is fully stocked, as it should be in case of attack. Charles would have succumbed to temptation sooner than later. It is better that I teach him how to shoot safely rather than him accidentally injuring himself when he can't pull the ramrod out of the barrel. Oh, oh, Aramis, why do you have a tongue like a snake, always twisting people around like that and, and making sense? I only wish what is best for everyone. I'm, I'm sorry, Camille. I just, I've always wanted to shoot. I should never have gone behind your back. Oh, Charles. Oh, Camille. No way. This is bullshit. I, I, I can't believe. After all that. I can't believe. Ram it into the butt. Those were his actual, real, legitimate words. I was not fooled for an instant. <laughs> Weren't you? Wait, not even a little. Sure, Athos. You know what that would sound like. Uh, <clears throat> Aramis. Hello, friends. What do you say to going home? I believe Monsieur and Madame de Bois-Tracy are currently <laughs> occupied. I would say we passed a good day in the country. And your introductions to the Bois Tracys did not go too terribly. My, my, am I really the only one filling up silence now? Porthos? Where is the matter to make your faces so long? Guilt. Guilt? From what? Porthos and I, and we may have dragged Athos into it as well, we are... We hid and listened into your conversations with Madame de Bois-Tracy when you moved the harpsichord and then between you and Monsieur de Bois-Tracy when you helped him load a musket. Ah, I see. In the drawing room and the armory, 
Is that all? Yes. I am still at a loss as to why you should feel so sorry. Especially you, Porthos. We thought you were going to break your vows of chastity. Pardon? <clears throat> we thought that you were engaging in inappropriate behaviour with Madame and Monsieur de Bois-Tracy. Oh. I regret that we harboured such mistrust, believing that you were not staying true to your vows. Ah, understandable. There is um, something I must confess. I am ashamed. When I should have trusted you, I deceived you. Deceived us? Uh, about a week ago, Monsieur de Treville revealed to me that there is a spy within the Musketeers. This person uh, reports either to his eminence or, more worryingly, to Spain. And Treville suspected one of us? No, Porthos. Athos suspected one of us. Isn't that right? Uh, yes. Who? I had reasons to be suspicious of all of you. Even... even me? Listen. What matters is that Athos told us. There are no secrets between the three. No. The four inseparables. Ugh. Must we include D'Artagnan now? Yes, we must. No more secrets? No, no more secrets. The unfortunate thing was that we all kept our secrets. Each and every one of us. We're deeply sorry and ashamed to have followed you all day, Aramis. Please accept our apologies. Well now, uh, you cannot have followed me all day, surely? Perhaps you were too drunk to notice, but I did leave your company twice more, during the meal, to exchange a few brief words with our hosts. <coughs> Pardon? Oh. My. God. Hope you've enjoyed episode 8 of The Three Musketeers. Today's episode featured Aaron Cotagoncar as Porthos, Peter Furbank as Aramis, Alex Comache as D'Artagnan, Matthew McConkie as Athos, Irenitemi Abgejule as Bazan, Artemis Lamb as Camille de Boitrissy, Matt Redmond as Charles de Boitrissy. The Three Musketeers was jointly directed by Nicole Baltablanco, Lauren Brewer, Sanya Saraf, Daniel Machale. Music created by Ollie Fab. Main theme by Ollie Fab and Kat Patalis. Editing was done by Ode Hoagie and Jay Figueredo. Our Foley artists were Natalia Uemlian in Stone and Jay Figueredo. This show is based off Alexandre Dumas' The Three Musketeers. Scripts were written by Jay Figueredo, Matthew McConkie, Izel Ilten Salman, Sam Turnbull. The producer team was Sophie Tice, Victoria Liba Ruffalo, Thomas Tomlinson, and Jay Figueredo. For a full list of cast and crew, please see our website. I'm Jay Figueredo.
Want to support the show? Come join our Patreon page at patreon.com slash doads. That's D-U-A-D-S. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. So, do you like comedy? If you do, then Friday Follies might be just the feed for you. From the Mutual Audio Network, every Friday we bring you a selection of hilarious audio drama. And you can find it wherever you find your podcasts. Just search for Friday Follies, or you could subscribe to the main Mutual Audio Network feed. It's up to you. Find us there. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.